Last week, Pastor Ryan uh, started a sermon series called Brand New. Um, and I felt it necessary that as we walk into a new year, um, we know that the, the, uh, the world says new year, new me. And it's something that's been around for a long time, and we've always tried to take this moment as the beginning of the year to start new things. But I felt like it is important that even as we are believing God for new things, that we make sure that we are prepared to receive what it is that God has for us in this new year. It's very important to make sure that we are in position to receive what he has for us. It does no good for him to have things and to say, hey, you know, God is going to do these amazing things and all of this is going to happen, but we're not even in a position to receive what he has. God has new for us, but in order for us to receive the new, we have to relinquish the old. I'm reminded of this, this uh, 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 character that was on social media, and it's a little girl, and, 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 and she's there, and she's supposed to be in front of Jesus, and she has this little bear in her hand. She has this little bear in her hand, and Jesus is there on his knees, and he has this huge bear behind his back. But she can't see the huge bear. She has it, and she says, I'm just afraid to let it go. She can't see what God has for her because she's afraid to let go of what she has. This week in part two of our series, I want to make sure that as we are preparing for the new, that we make sure that our thinking and that our believing is new. Making sure that our thinking and that our believing is new. New And you may say, Pastor, well, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean new? What, 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 what are you talking about? And I'll start uh, with the scripture that Pastor Ryan read uh, last week, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It reads, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in or joined into him by faith, in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. See, we can't walk into this new year with old thinking and old believing. It is imperative that we know who we are, that we know whose we are, and that we know what God has called us to do in this new year. The time for being double-minded is done. Do not bring double-mindedness into this new year. We are new creations, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The place, the beginning place of where that reborn, where that renewing has to begin, though, is in the way that we think and in the way that we believe. In the way that we think and the way that we believe, Proverbs 23 talks about as a man thinketh, 
so is he. The Amplified said, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. There are some ways of thinking, there are some some patterns, there are some ways of believing that we have to leave in 2022. We have to leave if we want to be in position for what God has for us now and in the years to come. There is no purpose in new actions if a new heart believing and a new mind thinking aren't first. There's no purpose in having, oh, you know what, I'm going to do, this is going to happen and that's happened. If you walk into it with the same mindset, with the same thinking, there will not be new results. So let's get to the root of the thing. Let's get down to the bottom of it. And it begins with the way you think and the way that you believe. It has to be new. You say, well, you know, you got to break it down for me. I, I, need, I need specifics. What, what are the, the ways of thinking? What are some patterns of thinking that need to be left behind? And I'll put it to you very simply. Any and all ways of thinking and believing that do not line up with the word of God needs to be left in 2022. Any way of thinking. I know. I get it. I know. Any. Any way of thinking. Any way of believing that does not line up with the word of God, you need to let it go. You need to leave it alone. It needs to be left. Don't don't bring that in 2023. Don't bring that. This thought, this thing that you keep mulling over in your head that you are a failure, you need to leave that in 2022. This, this, This idea that you have no hope. You need to leave that in 2022, this thought that, you know, I I don't know that I have a purpose. I I just think that I'm here, you know, we're just a bunch of atoms and we come together and we this. I don't think I really have a purpose yet. You need to leave that in 2022, this, this belief that God has somehow forgotten about you. That God has somehow not have you on his mind. He's forgotten about what he said about you. He's forgotten about you. You need to leave that way of thinking and that way of believing behind. Don't you bring that into 2023. Do not bring that. The old way of thinking. This old way of thinking is a belief that, that, is, that is based on self. It's it's a way that is set on self and fulfilling what self wants and the desires of self and anything that I accomplish, I accomplish it myself and self alone. That is destruction. That is failure. That will get you nowhere. But this new way of thinking, this new way uh, uh, that, 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 that God has for us to believe, it is a mindset that is set on God. It is a mindset that is set on his kingdom, that is set on his will, that is set on his way and his way of doing things. We have to relinquish the old and and make room for the new. For too long, we have allowed our thoughts and as a result, our beliefs to just move with the wind. Just whatever way the wind blows. We just, yeah, that's how I'm thinking today. That's how I'm believing today. Just whatever way the wind blows. Our thoughts and our belief moves with how we're feeling. I feel like I trust God today. 
Uh, tomorrow, I don't, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm not really feeling church. I'm not really feeling church. Just whatever way the wind blows. I think and believing moves with, with, with whatever the news says. Oh, you know, we should do this or, or we should do that. And, and this is what popular opinion says. And we think and believe based on what we're seeing on the news. Nobody going to give me an amen on that. No, no, no. It's too late. It's too late. You miss it. You miss it. We allow our thinking and our believing to be moved by what social media says because we spend so much time doing this and we can't figure out why we can't have an original thought because we allow our thinking and our believing to be determined by what we see on social media. We allow our thinking and our believing to move with everything except the word of God. And that has to stop if we are going to walk in the fullness of what God has for us. We have to be vigilant about what we are allowing to come into our mind, to what we are allowing in our eyes, what we are allowing in our ears. We have to be vigilant about those things if we are going to walk in what God has for us. Make no mistake, we have the ability to control our thoughts and our beliefs. Contrary to what you may believe, they don't control us. Your thoughts and your belief do not control you. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is here and he, he's, he's defending his ministry and, and he, he says this in verse 5. He says, I'm going to read it out of the NIV and then, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to read this out of the NIV. He says, we demolish every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. He says, we demolish it. He says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? That means that we have the ability to control what it is that we are thinking. He says, I take every thought and I make it captive to make it obedient to Christ. Paul is saying this because he understands the power of thoughts that don't align with Christ. He understands that how they can affect us. He understands how they can affect how we believe and ultimately how it can affect the body of Christ. I cannot tell you how someone's opinion has had the ability to destroy a body. I cannot tell you how churches have split. I cannot tell you how people have said, I will never walk in the door of a church again because of somebody's thought and belief that did not line up with the Word of God. Make no mistake, you are not helpless against your way of thinking and your way of believing. You have been given the ability, both spiritually and physically, to change the way that you think and ultimately change the way that you believe. I know they want to tell you that you can't, oh, you know, there's thoughts and you just come in and you just have, they're just there and there's nothing that you can do about it. That is a lie from the pit of hell. 
You, God has given us a process. God has given us a medium to change the way that we think and that we believe. He's created a process to get us from that old mindset to brand new. Don't believe me? I'll show you. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. I'm going to read it out the New International Version, and I'm going to break it down for you, and I'm going to read it out of Passion Translation. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing, perfect will. Now, let me break it down. Passion translation. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed through the Holy Spirit, through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. The thing I love about the Lord is whenever he tells us to do something, he gives us a way to do it. He says through a total reformation of how you think. Now, I'm a, I'm a millennial, and so when I hear this, uh, this, this term, uh, reformation of how you think, um, I think about, uh, now, but this was before Max came out. Unfortunately, I, there was a season in my life where I had to struggle with PCs. Um, Mac hadn't, hadn't come out yet, either that or I couldn't afford it. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, they had these uh, uh, MP3 players had just come out. This was before iPods. MP3 players had just come out, um, and they were everything. Now, because I, I was a rapper, I was always trying to find a way to get instrumentals. And so what we would do, uh, me and my friends, is we would go to some sketchy website um, that had these instrumentals, and we would go to the website and download all the instrumentals onto our MP3 player. Don't name them. Just, shh. They don't exist anymore. Right. So we would go to the sketchy website, we would download it, but we had to be careful because every so often, um, if we weren't careful, we would download something um, and it would be a virus file. And that virus file uh, 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 would corrupt the flash drive and it wouldn't work as it was intended to. And you would always know if you downloaded a virus because after you downloaded the songs, you took it out, there would be a big X on the screen. You're like, oh, man. But this is what would happen. When you would plug that MP3 player back into the computer, a thing would pop up and it would say, this hard drive has been corrupted. Would you like to reformat this hard drive? See, reformatting is a process in computers in which they wipe off all of the old and corrupted files, including the drive, and it reinstalls a brand new clean operating system in which you could do whatever it is that you needed to do. Paul is saying that we have this opportunity that we have this ability through this process of, of, of reforming, through this process of renewing our mind to be inwardly transformed, that we have the process to wipe off all of the old and corrupted, all of the virus, all of the things that have, 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 
have been corrupting our life, we have a way to wipe that off and we have a way to walk in through the new by changing the way that we think and that we believe from old to brand new. Renew, renewing your mind. Reformatting the hard drive of your mind through the way that God has intended for us. Reform how you think. Now, practically, what does that look like? It looks like us replacing the world's way of thinking and doing and replacing it with the word and the will of God. As believers, we renew our minds biblically by spending consistent, significant time with God in prayer and in his word. Renewing a mind is a two-stage process, just, just like as I said, uh, 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 taking off these old attitudes Taking off the old way of thinking, taking off the old way of talking, taking off the old way of believing the things that have become a part of your thinking and replacing them with the truth of God's word, replacing them with his thinking from the old life to this idea of being brand new. And it really boils down to this, boils down to this. Do you believe in God's love for you? Do you really believe in God's love for you? If you get down to the nitty gritty, if you you take these things and you get all the way down to the bottom, the question that remains is, do you believe God loves you? Do you believe in the enormity of his love for you? What often happens is that we find out we really don't believe. There's some fear there because we really don't believe. There's some caution there because we really don't believe. And and that's okay. And that's the thing about God. Because he's saying, that's okay, baby. I'm, I'm, come on, just keep on coming. I'm, I'm going to continue to show you as I have been. My goodness, when I think about the track record of God, just in my life, I'm like, Jesus, when I think about how good you've been in my life, and we get to this point. Well, we say, do we believe in how much God loves us? Reforming how you think, this process of renewing your mind. There was a time where I was struggling with this. I am a creative, and the thing about creatives is we can take something that's very small and we can go down a rabbit hole like this. Don't believe me? Ask Pastor Ryan. He has to deal with it all the time. We go down a rabbit hole and we can make something out of nothing. And so there was a time in my life where uh, I began to have these thoughts. And these thoughts were thoughts that were uh, uh, not good thoughts. There were things like, what would happen to me? What would happen to my family if I died? 
What would happen uh, uh, if, if I got in a car accident? What would happen if I got home and my family would? And these thoughts begin to take over my mind. And I began being very concerned that these things kept coming at such a pace. And so I thank God and I bless God for my wife because I began to have these conversations and let her know what was going on. And she began to minister to me. And in that moment, it it challenged me to think about what I've been thinking about. What are the things that you have been thinking about? What are the things that you've been letting in your eyes and maybe in your ears unintentionally? Maybe you, you've, you've, you've been watching some things that may be a little risque. Maybe, you know, spend too much time on Call of Duty or Fortnite, whatever. Maybe you need to think about what you've been thinking about and how has this affected? Because the question that it boiled down to is what do you believe about God? What do you believe about God? Changing the way you believe. And in that moment, I said, okay, I need to take hold of these thoughts and I need to bring them into captivity. I'm showing you what this looks like practically. So when a thought would arise, I would immediately say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you that your angels aren't camped around me. I thank you that you care about me. I thank you that you, you, you will protect me from all hurt, harm, and danger. I thank you that a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it won't come near me. I thank you that only with my eyes will I behold the reward of the wicked. God, I thank you. I thank you that you have a hedge of protection. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. I thank you, God, that you cover me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. God, I thank you that you're watching over me even as I sleep. God, I thank you that I have a purpose for my, what am I doing? I'm changing the way that I'm thinking and I'm changing the way that I'm believing through the word of God. Changing it. I'm changing it. So guess what? I don't have to be subject to anxiety. I don't have to be subject to depression. I don't have to be subject to fear. I don't have to be subject to these things. Why? Because God has given me a a process to change my thinking and change my believing with the word of God. Change my thinking and my believing with the word of God. So I begin to do that. I also am, am grateful that I have a covering that said, hey, I see that you, you know, I'm glad that you shared that with me. Let's get you some, some therapy. Let's get you some conversations. Yes, I believe in Jesus and therapy. Hallelujah. Put them together. All right. We can talk about that later if you got a problem. But Jesus and therapy, having biblical counseling, having biblical people. Bible says there is wisdom in the multitude of counsel. So this is opportunity that I have through renewing my mind to walk in the newness that God has for me. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by the word of God, whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings 
peace, whatever is admirable and of good rapport, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worth praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your hearts. These things which you have learned, the things which you have received, these things which you have heard and seen in me, practice these things daily in life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. See, the enemy knows that the only power of influence that he has is our minds, and our minds are ground zero for the battleground for our hearts. But the Lord has given us a process for every believer to make sure that our hearts and our minds are stayed on him. Renewing our mind, reformatting how we think is a daily vital process that is important to any believer and especially those who are looking to relinquish the old and walk in the fullness of the brand new life that God has for us. And what better way to begin that process? What better way to begin this reformatting of how you think? What better way to begin this idea of renewing your mind than by having a time of prayer and fasting? Tomorrow, we invite you to join us in our 15-day church-wide prayer and fast. See, here at Limitless, we believe that prayer that there's power in prayer and intentionally taking time to seek God and all that he has for us. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage our Limitless family to join us as we do this this year. Join us as we fast to enter this year. You may be a new believer and you may be uh, uh, someone who said, you know, this is my first time you're talking about a lot of stuff. I don't know what, what, what is this fasting thing. Fasting is a biblical principle where we are intentionally going without something of value. Typically, that is food with the intention of recalibrating and refocusing ourselves to focus on God. And as a result, we develop a more intimate and a more focused relationship with him. And it creates space for us to hear him in our lives. It is less about what we're giving up and more about what we're making room for. Making room for more of him. See, fasting positions us to acknowledge God in every area of our life and acknowledge God's provision in our life. It communicates that he is our source. In denying ourselves, we tell God, I only want you and what you provide. When we lay aside our daily routine of food, when we lay aside pleasure or leisure or whatever it is you choose to fast in, we're able to reevaluate our priorities. See, fasting isn't about food. It's about separation. This separation represents a consecration to the Lord and an intensity in our relationship with him. 
Romans chapter 8 verse 13 says, if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you will surely die. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit that you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil disease prompted by the body, you shall really and genuinely live forever. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin that which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Fasting is this opportunity that we have to lay aside the mindsets and the thinking that has weighed us down. Let's dive into this process of relinquishing the old and stepping into the brand new. Stepping into the brand new. And we're going to do this as a family. Every day. On our app and on social media, we're going to have a, a devotional. We got a devotional every day. And we'll have a prayer point as well. So you don't have to do this alone. We're going to be right there with you. Pastor, well, what, what fast should I do? Am I doing the Daniel fast, the Jesus fast, the, the Noah fast? What fast am I doing? That's between you and the Lord. That's between you and the Lord. Whatever it is that you choose to set aside, to consecrate yourself from, that is between you and the Lord. But I want to challenge you. Because I'm believing God for some things to come out of this fast. I want to come out better. I want our church to come out better. Having an opportunity to clearly hear from the Lord. And let him get in here and, and, and show us ourselves and, 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 and change some stuff around and make some changes in us for the better. I'm excited because God has already been moving in our lives. God has already been moving in this church. I just heard a, 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 a testimony today that one of our, our members here uh, I don't even see where, where is he at. Oh, he's in the back. Had a growth under his arm. Came here last week. Asked Pastor Ryan for prayer. Had some some scans and some checks and some some things and came and asked Pastor Ryan for prayer. He said he came back this week. They sent him the results. He said it's nothing there. Says there's nothing there. He was healed from last week to this week. God is already doing something before we even step into this. So I could only imagine what it would be like if we came together as a family and say, you know what, we're going to take some time where it's just me and him. And I'm going to be able to hear clearly because I've set aside the distractions. And God, I want to spend intentional time with your word and with you, leading us from old into the brand new. So what I would like to do right now as we close, I got a minute. Can we get everybody to stand? 
And instead of having people come down today, I just want to pray over us as we walk into this fast. If this is your first time fasting, you know, this this is going to be something that might be a little difficult, but I guarantee you the results are well worth it. And if you're with somebody, if you're with a family member, feel free to grab their hand. And and I just want to take a second and let's pray over the season that God is about to walk us through. Heavenly Father, we first want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness.